Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Oh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one sports and recreation podcast on planet Earth. My name is Peter Rosenberg, and at this time, I'm joined by the physically large, somewhat physically congested, stat guy Greg. Mostly physically congested. I'm getting over a cold right now. What's your excuse the rest of the year, though? Because people are saying that you're always physically congested. I don't have to explain myself to them. Wow. Oh, my God. Heel, Heel hide. To start in 2018. Happy New Year, SGG. Happy New Year, P. Happy New Year to the listeners, too. That's right. Um, a big, big shout out to all of the Cheap Heat Universe, all the hashtag with a life community out there. Um, big shout out to all of you guys, everyone who supported throughout last year. Welcome to 2018. And yes, we are starting off 2018 with myself and SGG in the same damn Room. How do you like them apples? Woo! I love it. That's pretty big news. You know what else you love? I like delicious chicken. Of course. How much delicious chicken did you consume over the holidays, SGG? Um, not enough, to be honest. Really? Yeah. So, but like, let's be honest, because I know I was an absolute disgusting pig over the holidays. And it's hard for me to believe, Greg, because I'm not saying this myself. There are people out there who would say you were a disgusting pig for all of 2017. <laughs> so it would be hard for me to believe that this last year of 2017, you didn't go ham. But what was, what was oh, your- Oh no, there was ham. There was, uh, there was also pie, <laughs> um, oh, cookies, donuts. Everything. Yeah. But not enough chicken. Not enough delicious chicken. That's sad. Um, SGG, do you have any, uh, New Year's resolutions you want to get to? Um, well, yeah, um, I'm gonna try to work out a little bit more. Wow, than I work out less. Yeah, yeah, that's big. Which, which is to say, one day a week as opposed to no days a week. You're currently in no days a week. Let's yeah, just, no, I never, I never. You're just all out letting go at this point. No, which, not I've, I've never worked out really. So it's not. Just, it's just been uh, my metabolism has turned heel on me. Okay, got it. Yeah. So it's not that you're letting go; it's that you never started. Right. Okay. So now I'm taking the now I'm taking control back. So I'm gonna um, knock off some fitness goals 2018, hopefully. Now, and Heel Hyde is actually taking a trip to Paris. Is that right? That is that's correct. True heel move to go on vacation. To yeah, Paris. international. I have to visit my winter home in the. Now, in Paris, have right? you visited Europe before? I have. Uh, where did you go the first time? London. London. Okay. London. And London. Let's be honest. It's America, Jace. I feel like America is London adjacent. I'm not going to lie. Well, well, either way, we're adjacent to each other. Yeah. Paris, different circumstance altogether. Are you going to go to um, Chernobyl, France? I have not. To visit the birthplace of Andre. (laughs) I don't think there's enough time for Chernobyl. Oh, that's a shame. Um, Well, we will get into professional wrestling. That's what a lot of people come here to talk about, SGG. As we record this, tonight is Wrestle Kingdom starting at around 2 a.m., Yep. Is Wrestle Kingdom 12. 2 a.m. Eastern. And then the, the times are staggered from Actually, there. you know what? It's pretty dope though. If you're on the West Coast, you could watch live. It's actually yeah. not that bad. Like you could, you could have a, you know, I, I don't know if the real card starts until at mid, I think it starts at uh, 3 a.m. Yeah, so like a midnight, midnight, a midnight kickoff, you stay up till 4 a.m. That's not that bad. You could even, I want to say this right now. I know it's too late. By the time you're hearing this, it already happened. You could have been on the West Coast. And been hashtag with a life and watched Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> this is true. Live. 
Now, that's not the case for everyone. No. If you're on the East Coast, you have some decisions to make. Yeah, no. There's priorities, and you have to decide things right now. But I'm considering throwing out tomorrow or today, as you're hearing this, a little bonus episode breaking down Wrestle Kingdom, at least Omega Jericho. Because even those who are with a life are very excited about this match. And i got to tell you, I have actually become excited about this match. Now, SGG, we'll talk about things that happen, but I also put out a tweet there at Rosenberg Radio and asked people uh, for some questions for the first cheap heat of 2018. The questions are rolling in. We'll start with Dylan, um, who says, what do you expect from Raw 25? Good question. Oh, my God. I expect Raw 25 to be to be absolutely ridiculous. I expect it to be really mage. I expect, you have high expectations. I do. I have, a, I have expectations for a lot of special guests. And I have expectations for um, the Manhattan Center even more so than, uh, than uh, Barclays Center. I'll play you. Do we know what's happening in Manhattan Center yet? No, we do not. I do not. I do not either. And I, I, I would say I, I don't know if I expect that. I don't know if I expect. I, I don't know what I expect from. I, I expect the Manhattan Center to be a great live experience, and cool things will happen. I don't know if you're going to get like big matches there, though. But you never did, though. Exactly. <laughs> you never did, though. You got cool moments. And no, so you could get a really Center. cool retro moment. Yeah. Where someone comes back. They've already re- said Dead Man's there, right? That's been advertised. He was the first name advertised for Raw 25. Was that the Undertaker would be there? Another name advertised was, of course, John Cena. And this past week, speculation started to come out on the internet that John Cena would have a major match. At WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans this year. Negative Nancy, a.k.a. Andrew Goldstein, who basically only says negative things in our <laughs> Jew World Order chat. Wouldn't you say? Someone someone has to, though. He is so negative. Someone has to. He he has been down on things. And he, he said, oh, great, we're going to have Cena Goldberg. I don't believe that. There's also a rumor out there that it could be Cena in a tag match against the Brothers of Destruction. I don't see that. I want to tell you right now. Cena with who? That's the thing. My gut right now, my gut tells me John Cena, Undertaker, WrestleMania. (sighs) Finally happening. That's what I'm saying. Let me start here, Greg. Last year when WrestleMania ended, it took damn near 40 minutes for it to end because of Undertaker's (laughs) salute, his send-off. His walk in the cold, dark night. He had to fold his clothes. (laughs) He had to politely lay down every item of clothing he was wearing, take off his watch. Now, to me, here we are, nine months later, whatever it is, and it feels like, to me, a foregone conclusion that he'll be back at WrestleMania this year. Is that what you sensed? I I don't think so, and I hope not. But And and I hope that if he does come back— I don't know that anybody wants to see this, but don't let it be the dead man. Let it be the bad. Oh, come are you? You know what? One time, a lot of people have been speculating that you you lost your mind. You think that there's? You know how much they hate Vince McMahon is not a fan of the American bad. You think they would bring him back? Oh, because you're trying to stick with kayfabe. At least Big Evil, yeah. The dead man is he's gone. He's gone. He said goodbye. Yeah. So let Big Evil come back one time. Let Big Evil get the goodbye too. 
But you think he cannot come back as the dead man? He cannot come back as the dead man. Okay, well, he's going to. I believe. And by the way, I have no inside information on this. This is pure hunch. If he is to come back, is the match Cena? Is that the the, the most appealing match? Yes, but I don't know who wants to see that, though. Do you, you don't want to see that? I, I do. You want to see Undertaker versus John Cena? I just want to see who goes over. I'm, it's such a battle. <laughs> it's such a battle of important marquee people. You know, we. But did, it has to be Cena, though, right? Like at any point that this match happens in Undertaker's career, it has to be Cena. No, unless it's like early two thousands, like he went over on Orton. But other than that, like well, especially this, later years, at it this has point. To be Cena. But here's the thing: what's the point of having him wrestle if he just loses every year now? Because they've sold us on this idea that him wrestling is special and that his opponent gets something out of it. And no it's still, what. it's still, and it's true. True, yeah. I mean, you saw what happened to Roman Reigns the night after WrestleMania yeah. last year. It's a big deal. Yeah. And like, like Brock Lesnar and uh, Roman Reigns, they got a lot from, um, beating him. And, um, as much as John Cena has under his belt, as many accolades, he could get something from beating The Undertaker too. I want, <sighs> but, and that's the thing. What does The Undertaker get from beating John Cena? What does he get from coming back? The only thing he gets is that if you want to use him again, it's like, well, last year he won, so you never know. Right. But what does he get from coming back? What you what you hope is is that this time off and the surgeries actually made an impact. That's what we need. We need to know whether – I'll tell you this. Here's the only inside information I can give. I've seen Undertaker backstage once or twice in the last year, and he looked physically different to me. He he looked like he was actually moving around and was a different guy to me. But does that mean like we don't know how he can move in the ring though? No, we don't know. We don't know. Remove your bias. We already know, Greg. We ha- it's a new year, and I'm not saying this person's worthy of new beginnings yet. Okay, but let's remove our bias. Five years ago, had he physically still been able to compete, would John Cena Hulk Hogan have been more meaningful than Cena Undertaker? It's – I feel like no, and here's why. Please because tell us why because I disagree. Hulk Hogan, I, I don't know that he – Hold, on, like hold his, on one sec. If you actually think – if you actually think I was just the right guy at the right place – at the raw, at the right time. Let me say it one more time so you completely understand, McMahon. If you actually believe in your mind, if you actually think that I was just the right guy. All right, thank you. Sorry about that. Okay, right continue. What were you saying? I, I think he was overused at that point, like in those moments. Like, um, for example, Undertaker, right? When he, when his career started to wind down, it got to the point where you saw him once, maybe twice a year, right? In the ring. Um, and even with the appearances too, but Hogan, especially after going to TNA and like always wanting it to be around and always wanting to be in the camera, like it didn't mean much. Even like when, um, when Stone Cold had that one off little situation at WrestleMania in Dallas, like it meant a lot to hear the glass break and it meant a lot to, um, even Shawn Michaels when his music plays and when he came out that same year, it meant a lot to hear his music. But I feel like Hulk Hogan, it, it, his music didn't mean that much after a while, especially when well, they you remember, back. Well, you remember the, how bad the lead-up was, though. 
the lead up to him hosting. Remember, I was complaining about it then. Yeah. They gave him this. He had this real script. Every time he came out, he would just be like, "You know, one thing, I'm hosting WrestleMania, brother." Yeah. And it was. It never had. They and never they were really it, trying to sell the network. And they, it, all he was doing was nine ninety nine. Yeah. He never. And I kept saying, "Let him be the character. Let him be like." I can't believe I'm back. I was gone. Be the character. Yeah. Be a person who's actually like here's the thing. Everyone has always said, you know, the Brian Campbell's most specifically so, always said that it was a foregone conclusion that we would get Hulk Hogan back. And to me, if we get him back again and there's no acknowledgement of him the person what he's been through, mistakes that he's made, being back with the company. If he comes out and he's a robotic commercial for the WWE Network, there's no point ever bringing him back again, in my opinion. There's no, no, there's right. no win. You're right. And he, he should have come back and you could still do this. Allow his flaws to be part of who he is. Allow him to sincerely get ingratiated again and then utilize him as like a character. Where he has the way Kurt Angle's being utilized with Jason Jordan. It's true. And Utilize him. But the the problem with that though is that like that narrative is is too tricky. It is, and it's out of control of uh, of uh, the WWE writers' room. Because even like with Shawn Michaels and the screw job, right? Like him navigating Canada every once in a while. If it was like ten years almost after the um after the screw job, with him going back to Canada and be like, "You screwed, Brett." And it was always something tricky that the writers had but to handle. But they could always but, handle it. Right, because it was a, like, they orchestrated the whole thing. Right. Hogan would present a different type of challenge. And, you know, I don't know that he would necessarily be met with that because I feel like a lot of people mostly forgave him. But it would still be, um, it would still be a challenge. Um, more questions. Uh, one we already answered um, from Jed. Does the physically large SGG have any resolutions about turning heel and slimming down? We talked about both. I mean, <laughs> he clearly appeals that he, he appears he may be heel hide, but he is not making a real effort to slim down. Johnny B. Good says, I feel like I'm hashtag with a life, and yet I have time to ask questions to a wrestling podcast. Can we get a big, <laughs> slow feud with someone outside of the podcast? Like, really do some work cutting heel promos on a baby face, Dave Schilling. <laughs> no, I, I can't turn on Dave Schilling right now. I, I don't feel the need. You know, right now, I've already got a lot of uh, heat out there, you know. I already went after, you know, the Mike Francesa fans, Mongo Nation, if you will. And I mean, the way I was attacked, SG. I don't know if you were on Twitter last week. I, I saw had, some of it. I saw some. I saw the article. Um, the article. I mean, just a smear job about. <laughs> we, we mentioned it briefly on the show last week. It got to the point that I I wasn't on Twitter for the weekend. I just said, you know what? I don't feel like dealing with this because let me tell you something right now. Heel Rosenberg, I something I enjoy, and I like going off on people who deserve it. But at a certain point, when you're just replying to people who are not with a life, what are you even doing? Now I'm, I, excuse me, the Heenan family didn't feud with just anybody. That's exactly, exactly. You have to have a championship. There had to be something gained for that target to be on your back. So I, I, I'm not doing it with someone who doesn't matter. You know, um. Everyone's always pushing for me and Sam Roberts. Everyone's always push, pushing for that, right? Um, you know, and, and 
There are moments when I've thought about it. You know, a couple weeks ago I saw on Twitter he arbitrarily took a shot at my Bobby Heenan jacket. Oh. And, you know, talking about your, the jackets, like talking about my mother. Oh. You just can't do it. But still, it just doesn't feel like that's the right time, you know. Um, Lawler and I have had moments, of course, ever since this happened. Do we know your next appearance? There's a, a pay-per-view coming up. You're going to do the pre-show for that one or no? You know what? I don't know. Uh, they just they call me almost at the last minute. I'm just like the go-to guy when they don't have when they think of me or when they don't have anybody. If somebody gets sick, or like uh, when Booker T they had the floods in Houston, and then I think uh, Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is, he got sick or <laughs> <Rosenberg>. something. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, so that almost turned into something, but then him and I got along last time I saw him. By the way, I am pretty geeked about that week because I'm working on both. I'm, I'm working. Raw 25 and the Rumble. It's going to be a major WWE yeah, that, week. That, what a week. That stretch. It's going to be a fun. That's why. Let's be honest, too. Let me just keep it real. I'll say this right now, WWE. You better bring the heat at Raw 25. You better bring that heat. Because if Raw 25 is a letdown, it sets the tone for Rumble being a letdown. Everything's about setting a tone, guys. Not necessarily, though. Philly is a different animal. I know you spoke about this on a... On a lot of different occasions. We, ha- we have. And, and don't get me wrong. Philly makes it a wild card in general. But I'm just saying, the Rumble's the kickoff to WrestleMania season. This year, we have this weird precursor right. to WrestleMania right. season. A major Raw episode on Raw 25 in just a few weeks. So, And this is New York, though. Like Even more than that, New York City, we have to do this right. We have we to. We have to. And it's New York, then Philly, back-to-back. Yeah, like, we got to do this right. Um, a couple more uh, uh, comments and questions here from the Twitter. Luis uh, Orozco says, please scrap the black-brown power rankings. I think they're stupid. One more thing. Any idea where I can find some good tang? I've looked on both coasts. What, what does that mean? What? I don't know what he's talking about. I don't... It's a nonsensical tweet. No, you... you... Whatever. Next. Maybe he's not a fan of the Brown Power Rankings. He doesn't think DJ Juanito's doing a good job. I gotta be honest. <laughs> DJ Juanito, Juanito's now taking the Brown Power Rankings very seriously. As he should, though. As he should, but As I, he should. I think he may need to spend some more time in the product before he's making a ranking. We already have to deal with yours, which are ludicrous. I mean, sometimes you put people at number one who didn't wrestle a match. You know, there are people who get- Never, that never happened. You had, you had people who were like second, who literally were like released from the company. <laughs> that, that happened. That so, happened. So, we already have one absurd power rankings. I don't know. Uh, Lewis, who's apparently a hater here, follows up. Here we go. <laughs> he had a follow-up question to his question that we didn't Why answer. did Stat Guy Greg allow himself to gain so much weight? I know we all gain weight when we enter new relationships, but GD, he's tacked on 20 to 30 pounds. Greg, this guy's obviously a hater, but obviously, I, but obviously. I'd like you to respond to the rumors. Is it possible the number that you've gained since finding your lovely woman is 20 to 30 pounds? So let me say a couple of things to address here. Okay. First of all, despite the fact that Crystal is a, is an excellent cook and baker, I, like I don't think that chicken. my weight gain rests on her shoulders. No, That's no, 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 no. That's no. number one. Okay. Number two, I think I'm carrying it quite well. Wow. I am. I think you're right. I am the, how do you put this? Hmm. Uh, among fat people, I'm like the least fat, fat person in the, oh in the group. God. That's, that's the second thing. I think you're absolutely right about that. Now, 
Do I enjoy delicious chicken? Well, we already know the answer. Yeah, to that. doesn't everybody? <laughs> right? Like a delicious chicken. Do I enjoy delicious pies and cakes? Yes, doesn't everybody? Hold on, are you adding a new line to the shirt? <laughs> I like delicious pies and cakes. Pies and cakes. Oh no! Delicious chicken, delicious desserts. Uh, I like delicious desserts. <laughs> That's the change in 2018. Yeah. Less chicken, more delicious exactly. desserts. Exactly, more desserts. Okay, but you're, you, I, I have to be honest, Greg. I agree with everything you said. I think you carry it well. You don't. You do not look like a fat person. You look like a tall, large person. Right. Like just a general, a man of stature. Right. However, you have been. Secret squirrel avoiding the question here. No, but I do. I do need to work out. No, I don't no, even remember the question. the question. What was the question? The question I asked was: Is he accurate in saying twenty to thirty pounds? Oh, yes, he is. Oh he my is. God! Wow. I mean, so is he it kayfabe or not? Wow. Yes. Be closer to thirty or closer to twenty. It might be like right in between twenty and thirty. I like a delicious chicken. Actually, let me oh, do the math right now. Oh my goodness! It's closer to thirty. Closer to thirty. Closer pounds. to thirty. And has Crystal said anything about this? No, she has not. Okay. Real quick, someone says, what happened to Uptown Malcolm's entrance music? I got the kibosh on using music at all. I, I get away <laughs> with using WWE music because of the relationship with WWE, but ESPN has told me on music. Mm. So in person, though, when we have live events, which we're working on right now for Philadelphia, yep. and also it should be noted, hit us right now on social media uh, and let us know. I need the RSVP to if you want to get together in Philadelphia – um, to have a heat and greet because we got to work on that right now if it's happening. And also, I wanted to tell everyone, I was going to launch a new email address for the cheap heat audience because I realized one of the reasons I go on Twitter is to talk to the cheap heat audience, and I really don't want to use Twitter that much this year. So I was thinking about creating a new email address for the cheap heat audience. What are your thoughts? This is a way to reach out to me directly. I think that's a good idea, especially since uh, the other Cheap Heat email address has sort of gone dormant. What what should my new email address that is just this is only positive news (laughs) for the. Yeah, I don't want hate. This is no hate. You're going to get hate if you announce it here. I don't think so. I think the people that will spend the time listening on the podcast and sending an email will be nice. Eventually, like it'll the hate will peter off. But like, whoa, 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 whoa. Find that offensive. Peter off? People, you know, I, this is the second time in a week people have been saying that. <laughs> oh, you know, it just petered out. Whoa, excuse me. Hello. How would you feel if someone said, oh, you know, it's doing good. It's just gregged out. No. What? Well, no one it's an does. a term to Peters. No one does. I, I might take that as a compliment. How, like, have you ever noticed how Gregs are portrayed in uh, media and television? How? Like herbs and wimps. Like, we get the worst with, like, Diary, really? of, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. The kid's name is Greg. Oh, no. American Housewife, the wimpy, nerdy husband. His name is Greg. Oh, no. Just watch your favorite TV shows and sitcoms when they introduce a character named Greg and watch how he's treated. There's no, like, like Steve. Steve's are, get, are like the gods. Why, why are you, I don't like this. You're stealing my moment here. There's a word, an offensive word, petered. Right. That is, what is it's it not, It's not necessarily offensive, though. Petered out. Let me see. How do you even spell that? Petered out. Let's see. I'm pretty sure it's the same way. You yeah, yeah. Rosenberg. To diminish gradually and stop, dwindle to nothing. The hot water always peters out in the middle of my shower. I'm petered out after that walk. Whoa. No, but like Peter is the Peter has the power though. Peter is the thing that takes it to the level of being diminished and uh, and brings it to nothingness. By the way, did you hear? Did you hear that? Uncle Murder mentioned me in his wrap-up song and got my name wrong. <laughs> I didn't hear his wrap-up song, but I saw, I saw the headline. 
Can you? He said he shouted me out and said, "Paul Rosenberg." Uh, what the hell is so difficult about this name? All right, so what should this email should be? No hate for Peter. How about no hate for Peter at gmail dot com? <laughs> I bet that works. I bet that's uh, there. No, what's a good new address I should use for feedback? With a life at gmail dot com. Hmm. You think that's available? It has to be. Unless unless a squatter stole it from someone us already life. has that. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Give it back. That wasn't theirs originally. Um it's hard coming up with a new name. Uh Peter Rosenberg not available, shockingly. Don't you have that, didn't you? No, no, I don't have it. Sad. All right, you know what? We should move. I should deal with this later, actually. I realize this isn't a good conversation for the podcast. Um, will Stack Guy Greg ever report any stats again? Hashtag make Greg great again. Greg, <laughs> you're, let's be honest. I know you get a lot of criticism on the show. Your stat work is awful. Well, here's, here's a stat. Here's a stat. Okay. A New Year's stat. Wow. Charlotte, in 2015, Here we started, go. started the new year as the NXT Women's Champion. 2016, she started the new year as a WWE Divas Champion. 2017, she was the Raw Women's Champion. And now, to start the new year, 2018, she was the SmackDown Women's Champion. I'm sensing a pattern with Charlotte. Every year, she has a new title. And a different championship at that. So next year, do you think she will be the men's Raw Men's Tag Team Champion? She might be the U.S. Champion to start 2019. Very, very interesting. That is a stat. You probably copied it from somewhere, didn't you? Listen, I did my research. Mm. Um, someone says, is Woken Matt Hardy literally the worst character arc in decades? <laughs> Hashtag please delete. <laughs> I, I, you, know, you guys know I've not been thrilled with how broken Matt, Woken Matt Hardy has come to be. What happened with it this week? Um, he interrupted Bray, did like another one of his weird promos. I, I think it's going to be interesting though still. I'm holding out hope. I'm waiting for the an actual match or confrontation between them. But um, the battle of wits and the, the building escalating weirdness, um, I'm into it so far. But no, it's not the worst in decades. Katie Vick, uh, GTV. It's in the conversation though. Also, I, 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 this hasn't – I believe it I, – I, I, my name hasn't been announced, but it has been announced that there's a Raw 25 Moments countdown coming. Have you seen this? No. Raw 20 – let me see if it's been announced so I can announce it, make sure it's cleared. Raw 25 Moments special announced. Fan, on, on the network? Fan voting revealed. A WWE Network special will air on January 15th, immediately following Raw – Counting down the following moments based on fan voting results. So that's already out there. So I feel comfortable in telling you it will be hosted by myself and Corey Graves. Oh, so everyone tune in. Need that love. I'm being dead serious about that. Is this on the network? Yes. Need that love, guys. I need the cheap heat universe to come through in the clutch. And when when a new show like that with me airs on the network, would love to get you guys to actually get on down. I guess for this week, I will stay on Twitter and talk to the community, but I do want to come up with an email so I don't have to do this much tweeting. What did you think about Alexa Bliss and Asuka? That's not a question from the Twitterverse. That's just from me. <sighs> that match left me underwhelmed for some reason. I don't know. I don't know why. In what way? I don't feel like it was good. I feel like they both had better matches. This is really top-notch uh, analysis, Greg. 
Well, no, I really do. I feel like they both had better matches. I feel like um, Alexa was a little bit sloppy, and Asuka didn't seem like they both seemed like they phoned it in. And um, how much I, history is there between them? Um, not much. I don't believe they crossed. I think they might have crossed paths in NXT, but beyond that, none. Um, I, I wonder whether the moment felt big for Alexa. I mean, listen, obviously that's part of the story, right? Is that she's petrified. So I do think that sort of end, ends up playing in your psyche, even though we know it's a show, you start thinking like, wait, well, is Alexa Bliss actually really overwhelmed about working with someone as good as Asuka? And does that just affect the way you see it? I actually thought it wasn't bad from a starting point. If you were to predict right now, how likely is it that you think this ends up being the match at WrestleMania? I don't think so. Cause, um, cause that would mean, like, okay, that would mean that the Women's Royal Rumble winner Asuka, goes after the SmackDown which, Championship. No. Well, if Asuka wins, then why would this be the match at WrestleMania? Like, no, Asuka wins the Royal Rumble. Okay. And challenges Alexa Bliss at WrestleMania. You think Alexa Bliss holds on the title to WrestleMania? But even with like Asuka beating her, Today and then them making a point to say Oscar's earned a future title shot. Oscar could go after that at any point. So you're saying someone else wins the Rumble, Ronda Rousey perhaps, and Oscar takes the title from Alexa Bliss before that. Maybe and it's Oscar versus someone else at WrestleMania. Maybe I don't think there's a, in my personal opinion that's not enough window between now and WrestleMania to make that a meaningful moment. I believe Alexa Bliss at this point, given the year she's had, should be the title holder at WrestleMania. I'm, I'm just all about WrestleMania having title opportunities that really feel impactful. And, and let's be realistic. Who is in line to have a really meaningful women's match at WrestleMania right now? Asuka on both shows, no matter who, who the champion is. Asuka is certainly in that conversation, yeah. right? So you could have Asuka challenge Charlotte, you're saying. Yeah, I, I mean, they got a lot that they can do with Asuka, honestly, especially if they make us at the Royal Rumble winner, can jump shows and go after whoever they want. Like, I like that. There'll, we, there'll be two women's matches, we're guessing, at at Mania, right? And I, my hope is this year, I know it's tough for people, I hope they don't do a big multi-women schmoz match. I think they will, though. I think they have oh, Why We always do that. Like, I think they're backed into the, a corner with that, though, like, with a lot of these titles. Even... um. The Intercontinental Championship, right? For the past few years, they did the multi-man ladder match and like just trying to get as many people on the card, I guess. Man, I sort of like what the thing that we talked about with Shoemaker during the live uh, Cheap Pete during SummerSlam. The idea of Mania or SummerSlam being a two-day event. You think so? I don't know. Like, But then what would you put – like which day would you make more meaningful? Like which day – Sunday. Sunday's more meaningful. But – or is the bigger card, but you're, you're, I guess it's unrealistic to do. I mean, you could charge more money, right? People go for two days. Um, but it just feels like there's so much to get in. But like, remember how long last year was? Yes. And that's the other thing too. And it's a thick, here's the thing. No matter how much we get down on storytelling, and I do think that fans are within good reason to be down on storytelling going into 2018, the roster is thick and getting thicker. So when you get to Mania, you still have a ton of people that you want to see perform on the grandest stage of them all. The, yeah, and the problem too, like like you said, it's a it's a jam packed roster, but also especially like with presenting WrestleMania, 
They do too many video packages, man. Like, I know wrestling is I, a, you know, a story-driven medium, but mm-hmm. I just remember every single match at Mania had a video package, like a five-minute video package, and some of that could get cut out. Like, what's the point of the, of the kickoff show? What's the point of the countdown? Have them show those video packages during the countdown, and uh, before the match, all you need is a little graphic because between the video packages and then everybody who's important getting a special entrance and then during the championship matches, you know, the special announcement announcing that this is going to be a championship match and, and blah, blah, blah. That's like an hour right there of just pageantry that not really necessary. And then you throw in the, the extra um, celebrity performance, the celebrity musical performance, and it gets to be a lot. So there's space for them to cut down on the show and still give you um, impactful, meaningful storylines and still make it fun without it just being nine hours long. Yeah. And and don't get me wrong. I love, it's one of my favorite, one of the best qualities about WWE product to me is the editing and work that they do on packages. But still, you're right, man. Before every match, it's seven minutes or so. Yeah. And and some of them don't need it. Some of them do not need the video package. Remember, remember, go back to WrestleMania three. They'll just be like, Hey, let's go to the ring. It's Cowboy Bob Orton. And like, (laughs) yeah, not every, I agree with you. Save, save them for the really meaningful ones. The other ones just go put on a great match and make the moment of it. Sometimes it's too much pageantry leading into every moment. Um, all right. Let me look at some more tweets here. Um, With the appearance of oh, uh, of Timothy Fiorvanti discussing New Japan, will we get more non WWE coverage in 2018? I'm open to that. I am as well, especially right now. It's um, there's a lot going on outside of WWE. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I would be up for actually more conversation about things. I, I, I like you know people, especially bring things that they are seeing and are really excited about to the table that I know the cheap heat universe cares about, then I'd be apt to do that. Do you think the hashtag with a life movement can gain traction and make its way onto into the mainstream, um, at least onto mania somehow? You know, listen, with a life would require, it would require a moment, you know, it would require like, for example, me getting into it. Like if I got into it with, a like let's say the Miz came on you know the kickoff show uh, he'd be the perfect person and we were going back and forth and I was like hey you know what maybe it's because you're not with a life alright have you ever heard of that Miz hashtag with a life you're not with a life now he'd be a terrible example because he has a beautiful wife a baby on the way a secondary star. career he's doing fantastic but he would be a good person to fight maybe uh no nah, not Kevin Owens either Sami Zayn Maybe Sammy be a good person to get Sammy into it. Sammy would be a good person to get into it. Right? right? Sammy's single, I think, isn't he? I think so. I'm not sure. He's a big wrestling nerd. Maybe he'd be a good person. Yeah. I'd have to decide. A heel that, that's supposedly annoying. Even though I, I seem like a pretty good guy to me, but I'm, I'd, I'd be happy to do that. So, yeah, I think there's a chance it could happen. Well, the With a Life movement has a big moment coming up. <laughs> we have Raw 25. Then you have the Raw kickoff. The Royal Rumble kickoff. Yep. Then I'm doing Elimination Chamber in Vegas. Oh. We, we, I mean, this is a big run we got here. Coming up here leading towards Mania. So. Like anything can happen for the With the Life movie. Let's see. Oh, by the way, it looks like uh, Newsday here. 
finally um, writing something about the K show. God, it's so predictable. Today we did something on the K show. When was this? 640. Today we did something on the K show about Francesa, and I knew it. I was like, you know what we should do? If we get into a little diatribe about Francesa, even though he's off the air, it's the only way we can get these jack wagons to write about us. (laughs) Because they're so obsessed with Francesa that they'll write about Francesa in his absence if we talk about him. And, And here it is. They took the bait. Right here in Newsday. A guy, a, a guy who just, I mean, the guy writes every word about Francesca. Oh, Neil Best. Of course it is. <laughs> Unbelievable. And look, my guess is he left my name out altogether. Oh, no. Hold on. Maybe he did mention me. Rosenberg then added that as someone who grew up outside of New York, he had other sports talk hosts to listen to and that non-New Yorkers often are unfamiliar with Francesca. <laughs> Clown. Neil Best, more like Neil Worst. <laughs> Not hashtag with a life. Let me be clear about that. Not with a life. Nice. Um, SGG, we, um, the, I, that's all I have time to get to for all the people tweeting. I appreciate that. We don't, I don't have time to get to more of them. Um, we didn't spend a ton of time today and we still have to get to some Wrestle Kingdom talk, which I guess I'll put that in a separate pod. But what else from, I'm trying to think of what else I thought was super, um, relevant today. I, I, I Here's something. Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman talking is not enough to close the show anymore. Yeah. It's not. I'm sorry. Love Paul. One of the greatest Mike men of all time. Brock is still Brock. But that – because they don't have a meaningful story, simply having him come out and yell Brock Lesnar, to me it's a disservice even to, to those guys. It's not enough. Yeah, I, I I really have nothing to add to that. It's it's you're right, you're right. Um, they they definitely lost their luster because at this point it's the same exact cookie cutter build for Brock Lesnar. First, Paul Heyman comes out, and then whoever the challenger is confronts Paul Heyman, and then he runs back and says, "I'm gonna get Brock," and then he gets Brock, and then there's a physical confrontation, and then. A couple weeks later, there's another confrontation with the pull-apart brawl, and it's like, oh, what's going to happen? You know and, in, gonna happen. and in this case, you also know that Kane is not winning the championship at this stage in his career. That's just not happening. So what's, what are you most excited about on Raw on Mondays right now? Is it Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins? Yeah, and Elias. And Elias. Elias is and, – and we didn't even get into this, but uh, I guess the Balor Club is like in effect now. Like, It's true. A little bit of a reunion there. Yeah. Of the old club. And would you say, I'd love to do a poll here of the Cheap Heat audience. Feel free to tweet me at Rosenberg Radio. Like I said, not going to be on Twitter forever, but for this week. You can also always uh, send me you know DMs on IG or whatever. I try to get to those. Um, is everyone excited about Elias? It feels like, it feels like everyone is excited about Elias. Yes. You, like, yes. First of you all, almost did a yes. You almost yes, did. yes, yes, Elias. Everyone yes. is excited about Elias. Everyone walks with Elias. He he gets genuine heat from the crowd, and he controls the crowd like most people. Because he's only been on the main roster in a, for a year, not even a year, not even. And you want a scorching hot take here, uh, SGG? That week that we just talked about, that mega week coming up, January twenty second, Raw twenty five. Leading into Royal Rumble, 
It's going to be the biggest week of Elias' career because in New York and Philly, he's going to be super over. Yeah. People are going to go ballistic for him. He And and like I said, he controls the, way, he, the sorry, crowd. I'm sorry to cut you off again. He'd be a perfect fit to cut a promo at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Yeah. To me, he's reminiscent of early 90s Raw. And it's so intimate, too. Like, you can't really tell on TV. Like, once you're in there, you really see how, like, the crowd is just on top of you, especially in the center of that ring. Yeah, I, I'm I'm very curious to see how that plays out. Uh, I think it'll be a major, major week for him. Um, did you enjoy Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe? I did. They S- always deliver. Samoan Joe and Joe from Samoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think they're awesome together. Uh, there's more there. Yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred. They could they could do a lot. I mean, the the problem is, I mean, that's not a problem. My old school tendency is a, it's a problem to me in that I'm like, oh, well, who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? I always think about it like that. But the bottom line is they're so entertaining together in the ring. Um, Enzo, of course, was sick this week. We didn't, we didn't get him. Um, and they advertised the return of the Miz next week. To me, good video package, real, real good video, package. real good video package. To me, it was like, I almost wish he'd been gone a little bit longer. It's not quite enough time where I'm like, oh man. I really need that. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's good news whenever The Miz is on TV. Um, Should he have been a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble? Like, let people forget about him? Like, keep The Miz Taraj off TV and all that. Like, let people forget about him completely and then have him Well, listen. Up. Well, no, that's a long time. That would have been another three weeks. He gets like, paid still. No, well, he gets paid, but it's a matter of whether they feel – it's three hours of TV. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, I, I think it's more a matter of them. They obviously felt like they needed to get him back. But my question is, what do you do with Miz when he comes back? Because before it was him and Roman when he left, right? Right. So what are we doing? Miz, Miz either needs to go into that upper echelon or settle into the mid-card. Also confirmed here, um, Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler will, in fact, be booked for Raw 25, Jim Ross tweets, we're booked, assignment TBD, we'll be in catering for sure. <laughs> That's the way I see everything. Um, also, Enzo had to be replaced in his intergender tag team match for that Facebook special. I don't know why that had to happen unless, is it more serious than the flu or are they going to tape earlier? Yeah, I don't know if it's taping this week or what the deal is with that. Also, um, if anyone is uh, craving more – actually, you know what? I'm not, let me not even use it as a direct plug for me. I actually really dug it. Um, if you have a moment, go on the WWE YouTube channel or WWE.com, WWE.com, and, or WWE, and check out my uh, interview with Bailey. Did you get a chance to check it out? Yesterday? I didn't. Got to tell you. It's it was a, like 15 minutes though, like a good solid – It's a, It's like a little show. Yeah. It's a little show. Um, it's called Superfan Superstar, and it's me talking to superstars about how big a fan they were. And I really enjoyed th- the interview with Bailey about her fanship. And it's a really cool 15, 15- like, Dip- I read an article about it that she got, she got dumped over Matt Hardy. <laughs> yeah, it's a great story. And Dipperstein hit me up to be like, yo, I love Bailey now. I didn't, he didn't, he was not a huge fan before. Also, um, so check that out. That's on the raw, on the WWE YouTube page or on the WW.com website. Kurt Angle has announced the first team competing in the mixed match challenge. It's Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman. 
they will be paired together. Wasn't expecting that. Talk about Beauty and the Beast, SGG. Now it makes sense. I wasn't expecting it, but that makes it make sense. Did you see the SmackDown pairing? That one I I was kind of expecting. What was the SmackDown pairing? Charlotte and Bobby Roode. Yes, yes, that, that makes perfect sense. Also, Kurt Angle tweeting yesterday, or two days ago, um, that he will be replacing Enzo in the mixed match. He literally just said that. No, 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 no. I said that Enzo was out. I didn't mention that Angle was the one replacing him, did I? Oh, he, Angle is gonna be wrestling in Enzo's place? Is that what's happening? So, hold on, hold on. It, it depends how you read. I, I guess not. He says, real one has the flu and thus I must replace him in the mixed match challenge. He doesn't mean himself. Okay. You can read that either way. Okay. No, 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 but I don't know. How do you read it? I don't know. I read it as him being the the authority figure. He was going to announce someone in Enzo's place. Hmm. But it was dumb because he didn't announce the teams anyway, so just don't announce Enzo. You know what I'll tell you about the the I want to I want to say this. I did not enjoy the Christmas Raw very much. Um I thought the start, I don't know if you paid attention. I thought the start of Raw this week, I know we have not spent a lot of time with SmackDown so far. Um, I thought the start of Raw this week felt big. The first few minutes. With Jason Jordan and Kurt Angle and... But even before that, they announced the matches, right? And it's like, whoa, big matches. And there's a certain energy that Cole has that really works at the top of the year. Like, this is a meaningful moment that he was like... And then Alexa Bliss walking backstage and talking to Angle and Angle being like, my music hit. I got to, that, <laughs> nah, that was dope. <laughs> that really, there was something about the way that was done. And it was a small moment. Tell me if you agree that to me felt impactful for the first time in a minute. And then yes, going right to Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan, the mean, a meaningful story people care about that too. You know, Kurt Angle comes out, clears up our concerns that we had about the women's Royal Rumble and how they're going to do it. And, and, and specifies over the top rope, 30 entrants. But then, it, there was just something about the feel early on that they got right. And I want them to build on that more. Cause it's almost the season, guys. And. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely that time. It's time to take things to another level. Cause I, I just don't think the last couple of months, based on what I hear from the WWE universe, people have not been completely riled up over the last couple of months. And it's not because of lack of talent. No, it's not. It's it's because we we know what's happening, right? Like we know that that it's that it's that time of that holding pattern between uh Survivor Series and and uh Royal Rumble. We're like But it, it, and I understand that that can be a time when this happens, but come on, man. It's step up time. Which is or or maybe they need to do like work out like some type of off season. And now we jump ahead magically to 24 hours. No, not 24. Maybe uh 15 hours after we recorded the last 49 minutes you just heard. And it's now 9.48 a.m. on Thursday morning. And I was just able to take in Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. Um, versus Chris Jericho. I always say verse wrong. Um, anyways... Omega Jericho from Wrestle Kingdom 12. I watched it live. I know it's shocking because I'm hashtag with a life that I watched it live, but I did. Um, it was on when I got to work at Hot 97 this morning. Well, it wasn't like on the TVs at Hot 97, but I was already up at 6.30 in the morning. So I flipped it on and I watched it. 
I did not see Kaido Okada, so I'll I'll spare you right there. I just saw Omega Jericho so far, and I have to tell you, I want to give myself the world's biggest congratulations. You played yourself for what I said early on, not caring about Omega Jericho. Jericho delivered. Chris Jericho delivered. Everyone tweet him and tell him I said it. Because I'm sure he found out when I says ne- when I say negative things about him. So tell him that I'm saying it right now. Chris Jericho turned back the clock at Wrestle Kingdom 12 and put on a great, great show. There was an energy. There was a look. Uh, uh, tell me how you guys feel. At Rosenberg Radio, hit me on Twitter. If you watched it or if you're watching it now, there was something about – listen, I know Wrestle Kingdom, even though I've never watched an entire Wrestle Kingdom show. I know they all have a very cool sort of look and feel. But there was something WrestleMania 3 about it. There was something – the crowd shots. They showed this one shot of these Americans there screaming. There was something about the feel of that Omega Jericho match that felt like a massive moment. And ultimately, the goal, I believe, and again, I never booked a territory, but to me, it's about entertaining people and elevating the characters involved. Chris Jericho is elevated because of what he showed he's still capable of last night in Tokyo. And Kenny Omega continues to elevate and show that he needs to be at WWE one day, should he decide to do that. He is... Absolutely a top five or ten performer in the world right now. I know some people have him as high as one. Maybe some people have him as low as ten. He lives in that space. He was amazing. Um, I want to watch it again so I can like take in the full commentary and really get in the zone. Maybe even watch it with the Japanese commentary. But um, I recommend you find a place to stream it and watch Omega Jericho from Wrestle Kingdom last night. Uh, there's just something about it. There was a look. There was a feel. Um, and it ends up sort of just doing more to cement the legacy of both. And for a guy like Jericho, I always love when at this stage in your career, you can add to the legacy. And that's what I feel Jericho did last night. I feel he added to it. Anyways, hit me up at Rosenberg Radio until I figure out what my new positive vibes email is going to be. Um, actually, you know what? I just started a new email address and it's for, um, my album that I'm working on, my music album. But I'll give it out to the cheap heaters as well because you guys are family. Um, RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. So if you want to reach out to me personally, feedback, business opportunities, just say what's up. And you know I'm going to be avoiding Twitter more. RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. And yes, I'm treating you as a friend. I'd prefer you not give that email address out to random people who want to send me music. Um, but if you want to reach out, you could do that. Anyways, uh, shout out to SGG. I haven't even had to talk to him about Wrestle Kingdom yet. I had to escape Hot 97 quickly because of the um, crazy weather we have in New York City. The bombogenesis. It sounds, I know, it's, it's like domogenesis from Odd Future. I don't even know what's happening here, but the weather is insane. The West Side Highway was just a zoo. Um, the snow is just sticking. It's not like we're getting that much, but a lot of snow. And then, of course, the temperatures going down to record levels over the next couple of days. So um, check out Wrestle Kingdom and look for that special coming to the WWE Network, the top 25 raw moments. And um, most importantly, remember this. This is super important. Stay mage.